are listening to Rogue Table Talks. Here's Mike. We're back. Rogue Table Talks, number 131, I believe it is. Uh, we've been, yeah, we've been a little off, off rhythm, but uh, it is good to be here. Mike and Chad, Rogue Table Talks. Uh, RogueTableTalks.com, RTT at RogueTableTalks.com if you want to uh, send us a, a message or uh, start a conversation. Um, and uh, we're going to finish the book of Galatians uh, today, just a, probably a short, quick hitter. Uh, before we do, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Uh, just saw someone walk through the window in my front yard, so that kind of freaked me out. I feel like, you know, they're dropping off a package, but what if someone comes to the window and they... I mean, at least we're on video. <laughs> what if they want to harm me? What if they're sneaking up behind me and they want to I'll harm me? I'll let you me? know. Okay, you don't have to worry about it. I've got you. I'm looking over your shoulder right they now. Could, they could no, come right. at me to attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, all world. right. So, yeah. So, this, uh, this will be a semi-brief um, uh, time-permitting uh, episode. And we're going to finish um, the book of Galatians. And really, just one idea I want to get to. It's uh, the end of the uh, Galatians six eleven through seventeen, where Paul finishes the book by saying, "See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh." But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, your spirit, brothers. Amen. Okay, so... There's probably a lot there. Um, you know, he starts off by saying those who want you to be circumcised want it for their own uh, scorekeeping, their own boasting, their own, you know, righteousness for their own scoreboard. Uh, it's really not about you. It's about them. That's kind of what he's saying, right? Yeah. And Yeah, I mean, I, I do this, you know. I'll be more, maybe, I'll be more secure in what I believe if you do the exact same thing, and then that'll make me feel better. Oh, that's good, too, because I I wasn't really thinking along those lines, because I think that's a thing that happens, where we're uncomfortable with other believers who have a different viewpoint or a different way of living, because it makes me, I don't want to think about my own choices and and life uh and if you're the roughly the same as mine we don't even have to think about it uh so i do think that's a thing that happens right um yeah and you know we boast in each other because we're it's really about me think, feeling comfortable um and and he says he's far be it for me to boast in anything but the cross of christ you know through which i've been crucified to the world and the world crucified to me uh and i it's an interesting I mean, he uses that some similar phraseology in a, in some in a lot of his writings, and I, you know, I mean, what do you, which, 
what do you make of that? Or what do you, th what's, I mean, I think there's a lot of meaning in that. And that's why I think it's mentioned a few times. Um, because he in, says. No, in the boasting uh, or what do you? Yeah, boasting in the cross, in the world being crucified to me, I to the world. Uh, and then along with that, neither circumcision counts for anything to run circumcision, but a new creation. So this whole idea of living sacrifice, denying yourself, you know, of death to life, of being crucified. I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I who live, you know. What is all, I mean, what are some things that he that, that he's saying there that we probably need to think about? Because I just think there's a lot there. <laughs> I do think there's a lot. And I think sometimes you look at a theme or a passage in the scriptures and it's one of those recurring like oh i'm going to need to keep coming back to this for an anchor uh for a grounding for transformation i think this is one of them because i think if we the heart is so tricky if it can get its hands on anything that makes us proud then we will like mm -hmm. anything you know i'm thinking of like contemporary example of just kind of even old school mentality of like uh you know I'm a Calvinist and I'm going to, I'm better than you because I think through the scriptures better than you. And I'm going to try to convert you to think like me. And once right. you start to think like me, then I've won or, or vice versa, or even I love this preacher so much. And if I can get you to love them as much as I do, it just seems like there's like this, anything that we can say, I feel better about myself not in a, a healthy way like confidence before God and others, but some type of pride, boasting, we're, we're going to grab it. We're going to grab it 10 times a day and be like, mm -hmm. look at me. But when Paul says, hold on to the cross, well, that's like extreme empty, emptying of self. Yeah. It's like death, death and humiliation to my ego and my spiritual pride and my self-sufficiency. To me, it's like, oh, go ahead and boast in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's right. I think it's this, but I but I also think it's tied to uh, the life, you know, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, but a, a new creation. It's you know, um, uh, you know, I've been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, because this life I'm living. So it's like the crucifixion, dying to the world, dying to ego dying to all the other things we would trust in or identify with is necessary to live the life that we're called to live. Because like you said, if we don't continually try to kill this off, we're going to keep grabbing onto it and live the life of boasting in self, boasting in whatever, to use Paul's language, instead of this life of this new life, this new creation, which in order to live that life, we have to keep kind of killing off and denying and saying no to that ego, fear, anxiety, uh, you know, accomplishment, movement, um, and and then have that be replaced by what Christ wants to do in me, and all of that's sort of a positive thing instead of this replacement thing. Like the two things can't, like they displace each other. Yeah, have, it's right. binary. Yeah, absolutely. It's and and they're diametrically opposed. And our job is not 
is uh, how to say this. I don't know if I'm going to say this well, but our first job, like sometimes we want to manufacture resurrection hope. And I would just say first we have to continually come into cruciform death. And that will actually manufacture resurrection hope because our hearts are so um, uh, deceitful or as, as Calvin says, it's an idol factory. It just continually mm-hmm. perpetuates idols. So we have to go there in order to, to give resur- have resurrection hope, resurrection life, joy, all of that stuff. And I think we want to skip over it. We've said this before, but I think we want to skip over it. But, you know, when you say, I, I like how you nuanced ego, because ego is not just pride. Ego is not just self-inflation. It's also shame. It's mm-hmm. also fear. Mm-hmm. It's also not doing anything because we don't want to rock the boat. Um, it's yeah, self-protection uh, is also self-preservation. Self, all right. the defense mechanisms that I want to put yeah. up, they're all ego. Like all of those things we have to like, that's why to me the gospels are so brilliant because Jesus teaching is mostly about falling, letting go, losing, dying. Yes. So that we can so live, that. you know, and he says it again, like I mentioned Romans six, you know, where he's talking about grace and, you know, what should we say then? Are we can, are, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus who were baptized into his death, we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like this. We know that your old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. But now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you must also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. So this this crucifixion this because it's an ongoing process especially in that last that last line it makes that clear is tied to this life that we're living like we have to keep dying so that we can keep living and you know whether it's crucified to the world or dead to sin he's kind of saying the same sort of thing and we're in this you know this dynamic and i think the problem we have with it is we want to think of it as a once for all you know it's this already not yet dynamic where in some sense that's already happened or at least in our ledger you know in heaven or something but in our experience it has to keep happening and i kind of like to think we don't we don't want to think it has to keep happening right we want to live in the already and not in the the daily i got to keep doing this or i'm not actually living the life christ has called me to live yeah i mean I, I think, at least for me, I can speak to myself, there's definitely this strong, I don't even know if it's temptation, but desire to to wake up and each day and to just wish that I didn't have to battle. Mm-hmm. Just to say, ah, I, you know what? It's going to be it's gonna be sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns today. And as opposed to that, the reality is, no, I got to wake up and, and, and die again. Like I, and yeah. I, I don't want to do that. 
I don't want yeah. to. I don't want to fight. I want to live in comfort and in peace, and I just want to like coast. And I, I I'm slow learner on that one. Yeah, I think we know we all are. Yeah, we all are. We we don't we don't want to we don't want to keep crawling back on the altar and being a living sacrifice today, so that I can live the life. Uh, and so I almost think it's like not a negative thing. It, it is, but it's really like the way we get to the life that we're called to live is we have to keep pushing away the life we would live instead. And the problem with us, and this is kind of the whole Judaizer thing in a nutshell, is <clears throat> what we'd really want to do is combine the two somehow to baptize, to call the life I would really like to live the life Christ has me has for me and they're really not the same thing but I'd like to call them the same thing and to call my my desires my boasting in the flat you know whatever as Paul's referring to I'd like to say that somehow that's really the life Christ has for me and now I'm totally comfortable in my own cocoon I can live the life I want and have it baptized in my mind and if you do yeah. that and we all do that together we're this self-reinforcing bubble and we're really not living the life Christ has for us but we know the words and we know the outward actions. And that's, that is, I think, a very dangerous place that we can get ourselves to very easily. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think every nation and culture and civilization, Eastern, Western, whatever, European, non-European, we all have our certain way of baptizing. The Judaizers mm -hmm. was not a new thing. They were going to baptize this ego, you know, boast in circumcision. But what about our materialism? What about our greed? What about, like, what are we baptizing in the West to be like, this is Christianity, when really it's Americanized Christianity. I'm not saying it's just us. Like, what are, what are Africans doing? What is everybody up to with this, this thing? I think there is a common denominator of some form of legalism is baptized. So it's a, these are certain things all Christians avoid, and there's certain things all Christians should do. And that's what I want to baptize and call that the life that Christ has for me. Now, those, you know, the different, it takes different forms, but that's it, what it, it ends up to be some form of stuff I'm doing or the right things that I think and the right things that I reject or whatever. And it is insidious because, in, you know, pretty soon we can baptize politics and we can baptize all sorts of things that are not that thing at all. Um, and so, yeah, I just maybe that's kind of where we should land this plane uh, as we, you know, uh, as we as we need to um, that, you know, maybe the question is it what what would I tend to baptize? Right. Like. I'm probably prone to baptizing a certain way of life that is not the life Christ had, that I have to actually, actually die to. And we're all probably unique in that. And so what is that for me? And what does it mean to die to that life and to live the life Christ, Christ has for me, to be crucified with him? Uh, and, and that, um, the need for crucifixion to me is tied intimately with the need for grace. Uh, and... And I, without it, I don't know if I really understand grace. So as we, as we always say, as we close these things, grace and peace. And, you know, grace and crucifixion go together. So grace, crucifixion, and grace and peace. 
Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks. Be sure you're subscribed to our podcast wherever you listen and on our YouTube channel. Just search Rogue Table Talks.